When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome to CHGO Bulls Post Game, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, Big Dad, Bow, BWL Sports, and Mark wow. K at MK Hoops. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. We got our GM, Jake Flanagan rocking the producer's controls with us tonight, giving Joey the night off because he's such a nice boss. Gentlemen, that hurt. Bulls lose to the Cavs 103-102. And uh, I thought we were going to end 2022 the way we ended 2021 with a DeMar DeRozan buzzer beater and the W. This one rims out Bulls and 2022 with the loss. That hurt. I'm still... So processing, how are you guys holding up right now? Oh, I'm cool. Marquette? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I'm surprisingly, maybe because I don't want to start 2023 off on, on it with a negative tone. I'm, I'm trying to be as zen about it as possible. I, I'm okay with it, I guess. Like, yeah, I would have obviously preferred a win. Yeah. Uh, yes, the Cavs were missing Garland and Mobley. This was an opportunity to maybe steal a win against a, a good opponent. Nonetheless, an opponent that was weakened. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Surprisingly, I feel okay about it, I guess. Just, that, it wasn't a game like where they got belted, obviously. Last time they played the Cavs, they lost by 30-something points. The defensive effort was there tonight for the most part. There was obviously a few things that let them down, which I'm sure we'll get into. Sure. But uh, it wasn't a complete disaster. <laughs> let me put yeah. it that way. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. But I'm, 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 something's telling me a few hats were thrown over at the pack at our household today. All of the no. hats. Oh, all, all, all of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were shaking your head. I'm like, no. And then, yeah, okay. All. No, I was shaking my head like, oh, yeah, oh, geez, yeah. No, I keep all my hats <laughs> on my foosball table. That's you know a short walk from the couch. So I was furiously pacing right. that whole fourth quarter and just putting on a new hat, throwing it, putting on a new hat, throwing it. There's hats everywhere here right now. <laughs> Heads. Well, I mean, something for clean up a little bit later on for you. So that's that, that's the positive, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, Feng, Feng Shui. Let's ask. Let's ask this question. I saw people uh, in my mentions talking about this uh, on Twitter. Demar takes the last shot. We saw him do it again. We saw him do it last year. We saw him do it New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. We see Demar do this all the time. That's why we call him the King of the Fourth. I saw people asking, should this have been a Zach Levine opportunity tonight to take the final shot? Um, you know, it, it was a tough shot for DeMar on that baseline, kind of like a falling away, you know, 18 footer. But I don't know if there's anybody out there at Bulls Nation who didn't have confidence in DeMar to take and make that shot. But of course, that question is going to get thrown out there. Should the Bulls devise other game plans in these final seconds, one possession to win the game or lose game scenarios that isn't give the ball to DeMar? What do you guys think about that? Um, I guess. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think anybody's mad that DeMar DeRozan was shooting the ball. But like you said, man, like once you miss, then, you know, everybody's the coach, you know, once you miss the shot. 
Um, mm-hmm. So you look at it that way. I remember when he airballed it against the Knicks. Everybody was the coach after that. Like, Why is he even doing that? You know, this is supposed mm-hmm. to be Zach taking those. And now nobody even questions it, you know, anymore. So, yeah, I had I had no issue with it. I thought he took a I thought he took a more difficult shot than he, than he could have uh, taken, you know, off the one leg, like you said. Uh, but maybe they felt like that was the only way he could get it off against a double team. So, yeah, okay. He took the shot. It, it rimmed out. You know, I, of course, you wanted to go in, but, you know, just didn't work this time. And it's hard to be mad because I saw him hit a one-legged three-pointer last year. That was just a ridiculous shot to actually win a basketball game. So, yeah, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm so not mad at this loss at all because, because the Bulls did everything that we've been watching them do all season long that leads to them getting blown the hell out. And the fact that they, you know, fought back like they did to get this to uh, to give themselves a chance like they did. I was really, really impressed with and it. And it told me a lot about what this team is uh, kind of mentally uh, as far as they're gelling together and things like that. But but yes, to answer your question. Sure. Zach, uh, you can get a, he can get opportunities. Absolutely. Um, if, if it comes to that. But if DeMar DeRozan is open and he's got his hand out, I'm giving him the basketball. Yeah, I, I always it's always strange to me that that we I don't know this this is a, a topic of conversation given Dumas resume, particularly in Chicago, what he's done in these sorts of moments, not just on final final catch and shoot opportunities, but throughout the fourth quarter periods. Like I don't understand why it is questioned at times, and and like tonight for example, like who was the alternative? Like it wasn't like Zach was playing well tonight like he was missing all his shots at the rim he hit a, a few baskets in that fourth quarter for sure so maybe maybe Zach should have uh, been an option he was an option on that play Billy in post game said he was an option on uh, in on a specific possession he also said that the way they run that uh, particular set piece wasn't ideal as well so clearly the shot that DeMar got wasn't the ideal look that they were trying to generate so like it's not like they were trying to have him run off a, a mid-range uh, jump off of one foot similar to or tr- you know trying to shoot off one leg like he did last year against the Pacers like that wasn't by design it ultimately played out that way but uh you know look I've got no I've got no issues with DeMar taking that final shot like we all know where it's going but in all of these situations with literally every star guy every star ISO guy like we know where the ball is going like we know Kevin Durant is getting the ball in those situations we know LeBron is getting those the ball in those situations Kawhi whoever insert player like the, obviously DeMar isn't that level of guy, but for the Bulls, he is that guy. So I've got no issue with him taking that final shot. Uh, Nicholas in the comments saying, let's all collaborate on a better play. Uh, Osa saying, I don't care that DeMar took the last second shot, but I don't know why he made it so hard on himself with that running fadeaway. I mean, that's the one he made against the Pacers a year ago. It's it's a shot that I think we have faith in DeMar take and make if demar hits that shot we're all just sitting here celebrating saying oh my god he did it again demar is amazing all hail demar it rimmed out it happens i mean that's who he is as soon as he arrived to put on a bulls jersey that's who demar has been i i mean second guessing like you said dave only happens when it doesn't work and could the bulls have gotten a better shot than that maybe but i could live with that yeah. yeah, I'm going to sleep well uh, because of that. I'm going to sleep really damn well. Um, and I mean, like, I remember, let's think of the, some of these shots earlier in the season that he took. How about the three-pointer against Atlanta? You got a problem with, with him shooting a three? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To win a game? Like, he, he, 
he can't shoot threes this year. You know, he's in his he's in the 20s right now, you know, shooting threes. I didn't blink an eye when that shot went up. I'm like, okay, that's the shot he want to take. And you saw he got fouled and he went to the free throw line. You know what I mean? And we, we know what happened in the point five, but it's just the fact he took the three, I wasn't upset at because it was in DeMar DeRozan's hands. And I've seen him hit those shots. We saw it against uh was it the Knicks where he hit the game winner? Uh, against them, that wasn't an easy shot either. That was a very difficult shot that he took, but it went in, and it, it was cash money, and we celebrated, and it was great, you know. But there, I mean, there are no clean, good looks. There, there are not a lot of clean, good looks when you're trying to win the game, you know, because teams are playing their best defense as well against you. So it's not like they're going to say, "No, here's a great shot for you. Go ahead." You know, think of Michael Jordan's, you know, the shot against Cleveland. You thought that was a good shot? You know what I'm saying? Flying across the free throw line with Craig Elo. That wasn't a good shot, but it went in. Like, that's the point. It's supposed to go. You want it to go in. You watch Kobe do it his whole career. You know, that's all That's all you want is your star to have an opportunity with the ball in his hands to take the final shot. You've seen him actually hit so many of these shots, like Marquez said. Like, you've seen it before so many times. Like, he should have, you know, some, a little immunity here, you know, when he – when he uh, takes those kind of shots, no matter how it looks, because you've seen him hit them. So, yeah, I don't have any problem with it. I'm going to sleep like a baby because of it, man. I, I really I really had no issue with this at all, Marquee. Yeah, and look, I mean, let's play this out. Let's think this out. Like, there's really only two guys on this team who's getting the ball in this situation. It's either DeMar or Zach. Like, you're not giving the ball to Caruso or Io to do something off the bounce in this situation. The Bulls had, what, like five seconds left on the clock. You're not going to be entering the ball into, into Vooch in the post with that little time on the clock, particularly when he's guarded by Jared Allen. So in this situation, it's going to be a DeMar or Zach catch the ball, do something quickly off the bounce and shoot a jumper because that's really all it's on offer in this situation. So... Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. Like, it's either DeMar taking the final shot or Zach taking the final shot. There's not much you can do within three, four, five seconds of, of time to run a, a, an offensive set piece type thing. It is going to be catch the ball, turn, try to get to your spot and, and rise for the jumper. Like, that's, that's what's happening. So, if the alternative is here, Zach gets the ball and takes the final shot here, is it the conversation then, assuming he misses, why did the ball not go to DeMar? I guess, exactly. so. like, however it plays out, with so the conversation here is so results driven, which is kind of frustrating because we're focusing on one possession here. Whereas I think there was, and I think it was Connor earlier in the comments. I believe, if I'm, I'm if I'm not mistaken, made it made the point around they got beaten on you know the the offensive glass, for example. Like that was really yeah. problematic. The Bulls were beating from the three point line. Like their series of possessions throughout the entire forty eight minutes where this team lost this game. So yeah, it's, we we can we can analyze this final possession to death, and maybe they they could have done things differently. And as Billy has said, they wanted to do things differently, but I, I don't think this final possession is the 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 root cause of this L, at least from my perspective, at least. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, our guy McBaconator in the comments with a super chat shout, uh, shout out to him saying, "My only problem is uh, I would like to see more variety. I don't have a problem with it, but maybe help Demar by giving." Uh, someone else a chance uh you know take the pressure off tomorrow let somebody else try to do this um but but i'm with you mark tonight's loss was not about who took that final shot uh it was daniel in the comments who i think you were referencing saying the bulls nearly made an amazing comeback but we can't disregard the position they put themselves in second chance points for the Cavs was a killer bulls need better defensive rebounding 
to me, that defined this game. The Bulls got outscored by the Cavs in second chance points 25 to 2. 25 to 2. I mean, the, the silver lining is that I got to use one of my favorite gifts ever, which is Chris Farley pulling his hair out in Tommy Boy, because <laughs> when it was the Cavs getting yet another three on yet another offensive rebound, I was losing my goddamn mind and pulling my hair too. 25 second chance points yeah, and 15 offensive rebounds. I mean, it, it was a different story when the Bulls came back and completed that miraculous vi victory over the Bucks earlier this week. But mm -hmm. in that game, they gave up 22 offensive rebounds. They gave up 15 more tonight. That's yeah. why you lose this game. Plus some yeah. pretty ugly transition defense at times until they started locking things down in the fourth quarter. You put yourself in that position, and that's why you needed a miracle at the end of the game and didn't get one. Bad defensive rebounding, bad transition defense, offensive rebounds galore, second chance rebound, uh, second chance points galore for the Cavs. I'm I'm sick of watching that same crap over and over again. And, and let's not forget the uh, three point shooting either, because um, yeah. that was really really bad also for the Bulls. I believe what one of eight in the first half the Bulls were. Yeah, and yeah. I think what nine. Eight or nine of twenty-two in, in, the, of 22. in the first half for yeah, them. For yeah, the I, and I know, I know they ended up um, what four sixteen. I think the Cavs ended up four sixteen in the in the second half, which put them, you know, so they were at, thirteen thirty-eight their a lot. overall. Yeah. Okay. But so yes, about four, but four of sixteen in the second half. That's the Bulls fine. Bulls made but, seven, so that means yes. the Cavs still outscore the Bulls by eighteen behind the three-point line. Exact mundo, and the Bulls went seven of twenty-one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not good. You know, like when you're when you're shooting like that from three from the jump, uh, like you guys are saying, they put themselves in that hole and it was evident. And that's why I was saying you're watching this and you're like, oh, I kind of know how this game is going to go because we've been watching it all season long. You can't rebound. Um, you, you can't stop them in the transition. And um, they're they're hitting incredible three point shots, whereas you can't get over the hump because you can't hit your three point shots and you're not taking a lot of them either. So what, what position are you in? So that's why, you know, they were in that position. And that's why it would have been exciting to get this win because they would have stolen one. You know, this would have been a straight up steal of a victory for the Chicago Bulls because uh, they weren't supposed to win this. Um, like Matt said, they got it together in the fourth. They played much better defensively. They started getting those rebounds, those loose balls. They started getting to them. Um, the transition defense got better. All of it got better in the fourth quarter. But they need they needed to apply that in the first three, and I'm I would take into consideration because I was talking to a friend of mine during the game. I would take into consideration that this was a back to back, and I get that 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 it's a back to back, and they played a little earlier, you know, about an hour earlier. I would take that into consideration if I hadn't been watching it all year. So it's just that fact, you know. Like I've seen them have three four days rest and still come out and do this. So that's the only difference between that and, you know, me giving them that, oh, man, they're on a the back-to-back, you know, and things like that. But, again, I don't want to – it was bad, and I'm sure you all have more to say on it like that as far as that. But I just like the fight in the Bulls because from what I've seen to start the season till now is when that happens to them, they were quick to just tuck it in and, and just call it a day. And that's not what we saw uh, tonight. That's what we haven't seen in the past few games for the Bulls. So I give them credit for that. But yeah, everything Matt just said and what Marquet is about to say is absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah, and look, we always say this team has a small margin for error, right? Like that's that, that's that's who this team is. They can't afford to have 
certain things go so poorly in in so many directions. Like they're always going to be a deficit from the three point line. Matt, you mentioned that. Like they're they're minus eighteen in terms of total points from the three point line. If I've done the math correctly there. And then from a second chance point of view, minus 23 points in from that perspective. So maybe you can live with one of those things. Maybe you're going to be, maybe you can win the game if you're, you're minus 18 in threes. It's going to be difficult to do, but maybe you can do it. But when you've got that on top of the offensive rebound, I know those things are connected. Some of those offensive rebounds that they did get, those second chance points, some of those were from three-point uh, makes as well. So, I mean, it's all connected in that sense, but... It's just extremely difficult to win basketball games, even against teams missing, you know, two starters when you're doing two, two of those things so poorly. So, to your point, Dave, like the things that we're talking about here are frustrating because they're things that we've talked about before, and they're consistently going to be probably things that we continue to talk about. Like there is no getting around this three-point shooting thing. I don't know how many times we can discuss it or say it, but seemingly we have to because it's a thing that consistently is going to happen like the Bulls were 7 of 21 tonight from the three-point line Kevin Love and Karis Levert together were 8 of 20 or something like that <laughs> they they together as a two-man combination outshot the entire Chicago Bulls so that that's a problem in itself that's not going away and if that's not going to go away then you have to be really good at the other stuff like the offensive rebound or, or disallowing offensive rebounds and, and more generally the Bulls have been okay on the defensive glass, like they've they've been top ten, sometimes top five in the defensive rebounding percentage. They started to fall though in the last five games or the previous five games to this one. They were down to twenty third in defensive rebound percentage. So clearly, over the last five games, there has been a trend where this team has just been giving offensive rebounds up to the Houston Rockets, to the Knicks. The the Bucks had twenty two offensive rebounds the other night, and tonight against the Cavs, like fifteen offensive rebounds. So there's things that they can do to control or to clean up the, the game and control the game from that perspective. And if they F, and if they did that, then we're not even talking about who took the final shot because the Bulls probably win this game by 10-plus points, something like that. And we're not even talking about this being a clutch game, not, this not being a game where they could have uh, snuck out a win or who took the final shot. Like, if they just do what they, the minimal things that they can control, this is a W. Like, it, it really is that simple. And real quick, real quick, yeah. Matt, I, I, will, ahead, I will tie one thing. To the back-to-back, the fact they went 17 to 24 from the free throw line. That clearly shows me that they were a little bit tired and indicated that. So, yeah, I'll tired give leg. it that part. Um, yeah, I saw somebody else in the comments mentioning, you know, the missed free throws from Io and Caruso being costly. The Bulls missed seven free throws tonight. The Cavs missed seven free throws tonight. So, mm-hmm. not, not a big deal there from, from my perspective. Uh, 8K with a super chat. Our guys say, give it up 15 offensive boards. Teams know they can just jack up threes and get the rebounds. That's why we need Herculean efforts every night. And to your point, Mark, about this recent trend of the Bulls sliding from being a good defensive rebound at the beginning of the season to what we've seen recently in this last 10 games or so, I did see Katie Johnson had a stat uh, earlier in the game. Once the Cavs had already crossed that threshold of 20-plus points on second-chance points, the Bulls have surrendered 20 more second-chance points in five of their last 10 games. That directly correlates, obviously, to these offensive rebounds and the struggles they've had on the glass recently. That is not a good trend, and it's one that the Bulls cannot afford. Um, I want to talk about some of the bright spots in this game, that being the solid play of two of their young guards, Kobe White and Io DeSumo. We will do that coming up after the break. But first, Big Dave, tell the people out there at Bulls Nation about all the energy and money they can save with Comet. Oh, you know what's cool going into the new year? Saving money. That's an awesome thing to do, ladies and gentlemen. And with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, they are committed to helping families and businesses in the communities 
that we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Yes, I'm fancy in 2023. An, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop detailed assessment plan specific to your goal and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within, <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, when I, when I said that, I immediately heard, we're going to extend arts and crafts for four hours today. Um, within three or four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, projected cost, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz, B-I-Z. And if you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, give them a call at 855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can email them also at businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on our website at comed.com slash facility assessment. Tonight's episode of Pain also back to you guys by DraftKings Sportsbook. This time of year, everybody's excited about the gifts they got. Well, give yourself one more gift and sign up for an account at DraftKings Sportsbook. There's awesome bowl game action going on. Uh, you know, there's, there's still some football going on right now. Plus, of course, all the NBA action. When I throw down on the NBA, college football, NFL, anything, it's got to be with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official betting partner of CHGO and official betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA money line and get $150 in free bets if your team wins. Download their app right now using promo code CHGO to take advantage of that great offer. Plus, of course, have fun and have bigger odds and bigger payouts with those DraftKings Sportsbook stepped-up same-game parlays. Shout-out and condolences to my guy Cody from CHGO Bets and CHGO Cubs. I saw he had a, uh, a parlay in college football that was going well until that Michigan game ended. Uh, mm. But there's always tomorrow, and there's always another game to have some fun making bets on parlays. That's where it's at. DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code CHGO. Oh, look at that. There he is. That guy. That guy. Looking looking slightly more rested than last night, Will. How are you? I'm awake today. It's only 9 o'clock. I actually (laughs) slept last night. I'm feeling great. Grandpa Willie, baby. He got it in, baby. Coffee coursing through my veins. (laughs) Well, we were about to dive into the solid games from Kobe and Io tonight. But before that, Will, because you're just joining us now, let's get your take. We were discussing earlier the DeMar taking the last shot. Should they have drawn up a different play? Should the Bulls have tried something other than the give the ball to DeMar and hope he's a hero plan? Maybe looking at uh, drawing up a, a last play of the game for Zach. What, what are your thoughts, and was that discussed in postgame from Billy and the guys? Yeah, it was discussed. It was kind of like the topic of conversation. I think from what it sounds like, that was not really the play that they wanted to get off. I'm not going to say it was like the wrong play. I mean, I think at this point, DeMar has kind of earned the right to take whatever shot he can get in those situations. But it seemed like there was some weak side action going on between Zach and Vooch. 
Boosh setting a screen for Zach to come off the top of the key. Both Billy and Damar said that Damar broke the play. Damar said he kind of found the gap there in that baseline. What happened was uh, Donovan Mitchell was guarding Caruso, the inbounder, and when Caruso cleared out baseline, Donovan peeled off and, and went to double Damar, and so that's kind of where it got junked up. But um, like I said, I mean, you can't really, you know, fault Damar too much for taking a, a one-legged shot in in a closing moment there trying to replicate some magic from last year. Um, I think he was a little bit frustrated. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, you can't really fault him too much. Uh, I don't think it was like the best possible shot, but with four seconds and, you know, he made that decision to to shoot the gap there. That's kind of what you have to live with. Will, Will you kind of touched on uh, something I wanted to ask you uh, about Zach and Vooch. It seems like they found something in that fourth quarter with that little pick and pop that they were doing. Cause you saw um, Zach kind of talking to Vooch running down the court. Uh, did you get, did you notice that as well? And, and what did you, what was your uh, feelings on that? Yeah, those two have had really great synergy. I think dating back to like Vooch's first game here, they have that empty side pick and roll action. They love to go to that is so difficult to defend because uh, you know, Zach is just so dangerous when he's got the ball heading downhill and when you have an empty side for him to operate, you don't really have to worry about those extra defenders coming in and trying to steal the ball. Um, obviously, the versatility of Vooch, you can either go to the post-up or uh, pick and pop. And then, uh, you know, with uh, with dumping the ball down to Vooch, Zach can be that spacer. And you kind of give Vooch the option to just go one-on-one. Uh, or if the help comes, you've got one of the best catch-and-shoot three-point shooters in the league waiting to, to do his thing. So those two are really just... Uh, a handful to guard, especially on those empty sides. And it's something that I think the Bulls go to a little bit. I was, I was talking about this with Mark yesterday too. Like they go to some of these actions between Zach and Namar, where Zach will slip out of screens and pop for three that I, I kind of wish they would go to a little bit more because they're so dangerous. Um, I think some of these teams like to, you know, keep those plays in their back pocket and, and take them out in closing moments and things like that, which obviously we saw tonight with Zach and Vooch. But, um, you know, when you're when you're down all game or when your offense is struggling and, you know, your your record is, uh, you know, you're losing record, you just you kind of wish you would see a little bit more of that throughout the course of the game. Yeah, well, I, look, I like I always like looking at lineups, rotations, those sorts of things. Was there any questions posed to Billy, or did Billy mention anything in in relation to him closing with Io and Caruso and really going to that lineup at the close of both halves? To be honest with you, so I mean, was that mentioned? Was that spoken about? I'd be interested to know if it, if it was, and and if not, can you maybe ask him about it next time? <laughs> <laughs> it was not uh, asked of him. It was kind of a weird like, let's just get out of here because we want to go have New Year's tonight. Sort yeah, of yeah. post game. <laughs> availability um but that's something that i was looking at during the course of the game because i was fascinated with the start that patrick williams have had to the game with those three straight baskets and i'm gonna write about that afterwards um got to talk with damar one-on-one a little bit about him so there should be some cool insights there but um i mean so i was looking at some of the the patrick data and it occurred to me that that group the one you mentioned mark of caruso io zach damar and vooch is plus 17.8 points per 100 possessions. Uh, they were at least mm-hmm. heading into this game. The 15th best yep. lineup in the entire NBA, uh, minimum 100 possessions. So, like, I mean, they found something there. That's that's their closing group. I love Caruso at the four. I just think that's great for so many reasons. One, because he's 6'4", and, you know, one of the best point guard defenders in the league, and then you can just put him at power forward, and it's just such a flex. 
but they, they've really unlocked something there. I think you get you, you saw the defense to close that game. I mean, those guys were everywhere. They're getting steals every single possession. Um, if they can make a free throw, might have been a different outcome. But uh, yeah, that, that lineup's really strong. I think it's really well balanced. You get good pacing, you get good transition game, you get good defense, and then you still got your big three out there. So that's something that, you know, I think they've only played just over 100 possessions, but that's something that they'll certainly go back to. And, and when the time is right, I will certainly ask Billy um, and even some of those guys about just like why it's been working so well. Io DeSumo had a really solid game tonight. 19 points, uh, most offensive production we've he- we've seen from him in quite some time. Knocked down two of his three threes. Played really solid defense, I thought, on Mitchell for large stretches of the night. And uh, five steals. Um, you know, he, he was Caruso now back from this most recent Caruso injury. Um, I'm curious to get all of y'all's thoughts on this. You know, Io had gotten that assignment to the bench and Billy had gone to Caruso in the starting lineup when the Bulls were really struggling somewhere in that losing streak they had a couple weeks ago. Does, does this game from Io make any of you think differently about that and maybe Billy making yet another change to that starting lineup? Maybe part of it is just letting Caruso get himself back in to game uh, game shape after missing that time and just making sure he's okay physically. And that's the reason why IO has still been starting since Caruso's come back for these last couple of games. But I mean, I, I think IO deserves a heck of a lot of credit for playing a really solid all around game tonight, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely does, man. He was the engine for the bulls, honestly. And he, he has mastered uh, finding his spot and knowing when to score. I shouldn't say math. I'll say he's in he's in graduate school before I give him a master's degree. But he's in he's in graduate school right now with finding his spots and knowing when to when to score. When there's a lull in the offense, he knows when to when to go ahead and score. The things we say about Patrick Williams, how we want him to do it, uh, Io's doing it, and Io is like, oh, okay, I feel like there's a lull. Uh, guys haven't scored in a while. You know what? I'm going to the bucket. Period. I'm going straight to the bucket. I'm gonna try to score. Try to get this foul. You saw it in the third quarter when they went on that slump and they couldn't score. Well, the Ayo DeSumo, you know what I mean, was over there hitting those three-pointers in the corner. Uh, so when his three-pointers working, you know, he, he's really on. When his three-pointers are, are dropping for him, he's really on after that. But he did everything, man, and it elevated in the fourth quarter. And that's the awesome thing about it. And seeing him out there with Caruso, you know, like you just got a glimpse of what it could really be like you know, for that team defensively in that fourth corner when it's time. Because, I mean, they clamped down. He was the straight-up warden again tonight. He was the warden on Donovan Mitchell, man. He really was. He he was on his nerves. And, like, you saw it, it as that time was winding down in that fourth quarter, just how difficult it was for them to score. Because they have to have Donovan Mitchell setting it up. Without Garland out there, Mitchell has to be the one you know, facilitating, deciding if he's going to take the shot or if he's going to facilitate. And having Caruso and even trying to run a switch, you know, you what you're going to put Io on it next to, it was a problem. That's why you saw those turnovers starting to occur and all those things starting to happen like that. But, yeah, man, Io, he's earned a look. Like, if everything goes back to normal, I think he's earned a look. But I think going to the bench did him well. I think we all talked about that how we weren't worried about him going to the bench at all because we thought mentally he was going to be great. It seems like it's, it's helped him. You know what I'm saying? It helped this game a little bit. And if he can continue to play like this, man, I don't see how he doesn't get another look like that. 
Yeah, it's it's similar to the Pat Javonte thing. Like when it, it was it was turning towards Javonte and Caruso going back into the starting unit, and that was going to be a thing that was happening. Then they both at they both got hurt. So Pat got back in. Uh, Javonte came back maybe a few games later, five games later, whatever it is it was, but hasn't entered back in that frame because Pat, Pat has been okay, I guess, from that point of view. So maybe it's similar to this that Caruso gets hurt goes into concussion protocol, misses a few games. The Bulls are doing some stuff at point guard, throwing Io there, Dragic, Kobe, depending on who's playing. Billy sort of throwing that rotation around. But maybe Caruso, now that he's back, maybe he stays on the bench because Io, for whatever reason, has taken his opportunity here to to, to get back into that starting, in, into that place. And, and look, he, he played really well tonight. For 34 minutes, earned those 34 minutes. A big part of why the Bulls were maybe able to make up some of the de- uh, deficits they had on rebounding and three-point shooting was the fact that they were just creating havoc from a steals point of view. They had 15 steals as a team. I had five of them. The team was 21 to 10 in terms of fast break points. So they were able to close the gap some because of their, their manic defense. And I was fantastic in that, creating a lot of op- transition opportunities. But in tandem with Kobe or with Caruso, particularly the latter, the way they were sort of defending the on-ball situations, it kind of it kind of felt like what we saw last year when you had Lonzo and Caruso out there at the same time, those two guys mm-hmm. creating absolute havoc there. So that's why I was... Maybe, and maybe that's the, the, the key reason why I'm not too disappointed about this loss because it kind of felt like they were doing it defensively and, and getting it done in that sense. So, and, and it felt like the identity in some regards had returned. So... Yeah, I was fantastic. Caruso, Co- even Kobe. I mean, let's we can talk more about Kobe. I thought he had a yep. fantastic game as well. But the, this team, the way they were guarding on the perimeter was really solid. Yeah, I, I echo that for sure. I think it was really a situation where they were defending so well that it was just creating easy offensive opportunities. And once you start getting those layups, um, you just the, the rim starts to look a little bit bigger. And, and that's, I think, where the three-point shooting come in. He, he's also been on a, a super cold streak. I think we talked about uh, before I left and then has really started to heat back up. So that's just kind of how it goes. Like you're, especially for young players, you're not going to be super consistent necessarily. Um, I was obviously a really talented player, but when you have that just like lockdown ability to fall back on every, every night, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that travels that you can bank on to get minutes, even when your shots aren't falling. And so yes, you know, tonight he was providing a ton of offense. I think he had like 17 points, 70% shooting. Uh, that's amazing. He's not going to do that every night, but it's the defense to me that um, not only for him creating offense, but like he was a, a big reason why they got themselves back into that game late. So he, he really did have a great game and it's just good to see him um, being incorporated in the offense, whether or not he's like a featured part of it. Yeah, well, they, he touched real quick on my main man, Kobe White. Can we give Kobe White his love, Will, for what we saw Definitely. him going out there Absolutely. on the defensive Huge end, game. causing Huge havoc? Kobe. Three of those 15 steals were Kobe White's. The one where he took from Donovan Mitchell after Mitchell got the rebound and he just took it right from him and took it in for that layup and then finished the half with the bucket also. Kobe White was awesome tonight, man. He really was. And I think it's been a trend, you know, for the last few weeks of him looking a lot just like better awareness defensively of knowing where to be, of moving his feet a little bit better of just like knowing how to position himself. Um, and that's the thing we talked about prior to the year for him was like, his goal was 
you know, the Bulls need shooting. Where are they going to get their shooting from? <laughs> 21 three-point attempts tonight. That is just simply not anywhere close to enough. Uh, almost got doubled up. Um, mm-hmm. And so if he can defend at, at a just passable level, that's going to open up opportunities for him to be on the floor and, and space it out and create some of that offense. So he's looked a lot better, a lot more confident. And same with Io, just like creating easy scoring opportunities and transition through great defense. And like I said, for, for Io as well, like the rim just starts to look a little bit bigger. He becomes a better complement next to Zach and Damar. Um, those, those second units, those second groups with like three or four guards in them have been pretty fun and fast and like, they just they need that sort of change of pace, that sort of curveball uh, to throw out there when the offense is just a little bit sticky, a little bit slow. And Kobe has definitely stepped up; like he he is playing really well lately. Yeah, some some numbers. So it's, like it's encouraging uh, to see. Yeah, definitely. The, the last ten games, uh, uh, Kobe on a per one hundred possession basis is leading the team in three point attempts. It's nearly mm-hmm. 10, 10 a game on per one hundred possessions. He's hitting almost forty percent. So he's doing that shooting off the bench type thing that we want, that catch and shoot thing. Uh, but but importantly, he's like limiting the turnovers as well. He's had 10 turnovers in his last 10 games. So there are issues that we've had with Kobe in the past, like the inconsistent shooting, the inconsistent ball handling, the, the decision-making. But those things have been really solid the last 10 games, as has his as his defense has been really good as well. Like he, had, he, I think, had two or three steals tonight as well. So Kobe has been really solid off the bench lately. Um, and he's been a big reason why this team has won five of their last seven games. So he definitely deserves credit. I thought if they would got this W tonight, Dave, that he would have been goon of the night. Would I have been correct in that nope. thinking? Uh, it would have been actually. I was gonna do a trifecta. I was gonna give it to him, Caruso, <laughs> and Io. All three of them were gonna wow. be doing it tonight. Tonight. <laughs> also, what about first half Javante? I mean, I know Javante went around in the second half, sure. but first half Javante deserves half. the night too. He 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 wrecked havoc in that first half. Absolutely, he kept the Bulls in the game. He was like sure. leading the team in scoring for the first right. like twenty <laughs> minutes of the game. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Which, you know, probably not ideal. Uh, we got to take another quick break here. Uh, we'll come back to wrap things up with our thoughts on this game and uh, the end of 22, looking ahead to 2023. Big Dave, tell the people out there at Bulls Nation about game time. Well, then I'll throw it back to you, Matt Peck. You tell me what time is it. Game time, who? Mm. How does new ticket in sight that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows? It is game time, hoot. Ever dreamed of sitting in that seat you thought you never could? The 50-yard line courtside behind home plate. Floor seat at the concert. It's all possible with the game time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you thought that you could never, ever afford. You won't find better deals this season to go see the Chicago Bulls. And just like here at CHGO, it's created by the fans and for the fans. And it guarantees you, you, you beautiful person, the lowest price out there. So if you love CHGO, and we know that you do, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. But first, hit that thumbs up button first. Then go ahead and buy those tickets, y'all. And join the 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats on all your favorite events. Because Mark K, what time is it? Game time. Who? Mm. Not as good as yesterday. Yesterday was better. I did. I did a bad. <laughs> but you was ready. That's what I like. You were ready to go. You're ready to do your thing, sir. And that's what it's all about. Oh man. Oh, Matt stepped out on us. 
Oh, okay. He had yeah, to answer man. the door or something like that. All right. I feel what he got doing. Like grabbing that. a beer like, before uh yeah. Yeah, just grabbing a beer, maybe. <laughs> Getting oh, the uh, celebration going. The goat left. I too. have yeah, I have friends coming over, man, who 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 are bringing me drinks. They can't wait for me to start drinking. Cause I told you, Marky, I gave it up for the year. They can't wait. They're like, yeah, we're coming over. I was like, I'm not even going out. They're like, yeah, we're coming over. <laughs> it's good. Like, we'll, we'll be there. Like y'all are crazy. So you're gonna man. get back but, on the beers in 23. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I will drink again. Yes, in 2023. I wasn't okay. planning on drinking at midnight, but <laughs> but it seems like they they well, yeah coming now. through. Oh my god! I'm like y'all don't even show up just on a regular day. Like <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? Y'all got problems. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the invitation, Dave. Matt, I didn't know it was <laughs> happening until 40 minutes ago, Matt. So, <laughs> so that's just how it is, man. <laughs> and I'm scared to hang around you uh, anyway. You're going to get your opportunity, sir. <laughs> as soon as we're done with post game, man. Any, anybody else you wanted to touch on specifically in tonight's game, gentlemen? We covered Iowa and Kobe. We talked about the whole Zach and DeMar thing. Kind of a quiet night for Vooch, quiet night for Pat. Uh, I, I did want to at least give a quick shout out to Pat, who uh, mm. crashed the offensive glass at least a couple of times that I noticed tonight. Nice to see yeah. that from him. Also, a couple of strong defensive rebounds where he grabbed the board and then put the ball on the floor and initiated the offense himself, dribbling up the court. Need to see more of that from Pat because we we talk too often about how he's not really engaged as much as we want him to be in some of these games. Yeah, true indeed. But and and I wanted to give mine to Vooch. Um, because Vooch, I, I just honestly I like the way he he played because he started very slow. And then the team, once they went on that lull, which I think which should happen more often, they immediately just said, Okay, we're gonna go on the post to you. You know, we're gonna give you the basketball and let you try to do your thing. And I think that should happen more often when they get in those lulls and they do it like that. Just dump it down to Vooch and you know, more often than not, you know, he's going to put it in the bucket. More often than not, Jared Allen isn't going to be back there, you know what I'm saying, to defend or block shots and stuff like that. So, yeah, I thought I thought he played really well, especially in that fourth. I thought his defense definitely stepped up in that fourth quarter. And those loose balls and those and that block he had and those tip-outs that he was doing and getting those rebounds, he, he did a way better job of that. Uh, ended up with 14 rebounds. Um, yeah, even on a tough shooting night, he was over four from the three-point line. But even on the tough shooting night, I, I still thought that he made his mark, especially in the fourth. Let, let me ask you a question. You know, we've been doing this thing for for nine months now. I feel like you guys know me somewhat well at this point. Okay. Who would you say are the two players on this team that generally, uh, from my perspective at least, I, where I'm biased, who maybe make me pull my hair out more than others? Well, Patrick name, Williams name is one, for sure. Patrick is yeah. one, for sure. That's one. Uh, Andre Drummond. Hair out. That's Andre the other. Drummond. Yes, yes, yes. Andre Drummond. Yes. You, you nailed it. You know, you guys know me. So this is where I was going to go with it. I don't understand in a game where you're giving up 15 offensive rebounds how Patrick Williams and Andre Drummond combine for one defensive rebound. Mm. How how mm. does how does Kobe White have five defensive rebounds, but but Patrick Williams and Andre Drummond have none? Or one, sorry. Uh, so, yes, I am biased. Yes, I uh, have a tendency to look at the negatives with these guys more so than the positives. But, like, bringing it back to what we said before, like, where this game was won and lost, like, it was lost on the last, and you just need more from, of clearly from Andre Drummond. Like, the fact that he had one rebound in this game is not good enough. But for Pat as well, like, 
there was a period there, like, like more recently, where he was rebounding strongly. He was having games where he was pulling down seven, eight rebounds. But in, in the last, last last few games, he had three rebounds. Uh, sorry, three defensive rebounds against the Bucks, two against the Pistons, and only one tonight. I don't like where this trend is going back to because I thought we were getting past that fact. I thought his rebounding on the defensive side of the ball was getting really good, or at least getting to the point where I was hoping it would get to. But it's kind of reverted back now, and. Uh, that's not ideal given the the rebounding issues that we were discussing before. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'm starting <laughs> I'm starting 22, uh, 2023 on a similar theme that I was uh, speaking a lot about in 2022. But uh, it's disappointing, I guess. I, I just I need to see more from those guys on the defensive glass. And Roman generally is good, but for whatever reason tonight just just wasn't. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Odiza in the comments saying the importance of missing Dragic. Yeah, obviously that also. Had an impact tonight, especially when you saw that Bulls second unit really struggled to get things going offensively. I mean, we talked about the amazing uh, stuff that Kobe was doing uh, to try and get that Bulls team back into the game. And he certainly uh, was instrumental to them having a chance to steal that one in the fourth quarter. But you do notice the absence of Dragic when that second unit, just their half-court offense, just seems so disjointed and there's really not a lot of organization. Um, so it was it was just a veteran rest night for, for Dragic on the second night of a back-to-back. So clearly, right. uh, you know, nothing on the injury report. Hopefully, he will be back in that rotation uh, when we ha- have a rematch against these very same Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> on Monday. Uh, and speaking of which, no, Alex, I did not go to Cleveland on vacation when I got up just a second ago. Would n- <laughs> never go to Cleveland on Andrew that said, you saw my shirt. I'll be spending a day in my current vacation, but at least I scored tickets to the Bulls game while I'm there. Well, nice. Well, hey, if you're going, I, you know, I'm guessing the only valid reason to go to Cleveland is to go to a Bulls Cavs game or, you know, game seven of the World Series, because that's a pretty good reason to go to Cleveland, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe I'll Zing! wash this shirt and wear it again in two days or. I got, I got, I got plenty of Joe Keem stuff that I could wear for our rematch against the Cavs. Um, Gentlemen, as we wrap up here, are the Bulls where you thought they'd be at the end of 22? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, <sighs> uh, no. I would say no. no. Um, No, I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I concur. I don't know if they're that far removed from where I thought they would be. Like, I think right. ultimately the most likely outcome was that they would be a play-in team. I think there was scope for them to be in the top six in the in the Eastern Conference, and that there still right. is scope. Like, we're only halfway through the season at this point, or not even. But uh, I didn't expect them to be 16 and 20. I maybe thought they'd be closer to 500, or if not, maybe the inverse, 20 and 16, something like that. Right. So, uh, and, and that could have easily happened. As we've expressed on this show a number of times, there's one game here, one game there. Like, again as we talked about before small execution errors that have cost them dealing games Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the reason why they're 16 and 20 at the moment just on the precipice of the plane and in 10th in the east so yeah not really what i was expecting i was probably more expecting what the knicks have been doing to be honest with you uh for this Mm -hmm. bulls team but it is what it is uh but having you know having said that they still got 45 ish games to go and they have plenty of time to turn it around will they well uh let's find out i guess yeah yeah I'm with you guys. Thought this team was about a 500 team coming into the season. Um, uh, a lot of close games. Yet another clutch game tonight. Uh, the, the Bulls don't find a way to win this one, but it really hurt that they started 0-7 in the first seven clutch games that they played. 
that clearly, along with losing to some of their uh, inferior opponents, has has the Bulls where they are now. Uh, but we persist, uh, and uh, we'll try again against these Cavs on Monday. Wait, Matt, 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 I, I do know the third player that, that uh, Mark K gets, gets on his nerves, and that's Lonzo Ball because people won't stop talking about him. <laughs> Well, we've got Anton in the comments here talking about uh, Zoe being back in 2023, and I think that's definitely possible. He didn't ex- he didn't state which month, but uh, <laughs> if he means October 2023, then I think that's certainly possible. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trash Anton for that one because I think that's in play. October 2023 is in play, but you've also got people in the comments saying here I, I hate Zach for some reason, which clearly is not true. But I don't know. People will say whatever they want to say, but. Uh, yeah, Antoine, I, I, I too believe Zoe will be back in 2023 at some stage. At some stage, yes. <laughs> well, you're you're already there, Mark, so you know more than anybody else in Chicago right now. Um, yeah, he, he ain't back yet. He ain't back yet, I can tell you that He's one. not back yet? Not back in 2023 <laughs> no. yet? All right. Not yet. Uh, everybody, thank you for spending part of your New Year's Eve with us here on CHO Bulls Post Game. Hope thank all you. of you out there have a safe and happy New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and a start to your 2023 We will be back on Monday for pregame of Bulls-Cavs rematch. Um, So we will talk to you then. Enjoy your New Year's Day. Uh, And and just a quick thank you to everybody as we hit hit the end of 2022. We launched CHGO in 2022 back in March. Mm -hmm. Um, None of us uh, can explain to you just how much fun we have doing this job and how much we appreciate the fact that you guys enjoy what we're doing and are here supporting us each and every day by liking our YouTube videos, by subscribing to our channel, by engaging with us on social media, by hanging out in our live YouTube chats after every Bulls game. We truly, truly appreciate it so much. And there's big and more exciting things coming in 2023, including a pretty awesome announcement that we'll probably drop sometime this coming week. Uh, Ooh. Oh, things are fun right now. Uh, Gentlemen, (laughs) always a pleasure with you as well. Um, Have a great New Year's Eve. Thank you, sir, for the night. Jake Flanagan, GM extraordinaire, for hanging out with us. Uh, For Mark K, you can follow on Twitter at FK Hoops. Big Dave is at Bow, BAWL Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. For everybody here at CHGO Bulls and CHGO, much love, peace, and happiness. Here's to 2023. See you, Red B. Good.